now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. Yeah, we are fully armed and operational here. In the Say What You Will radio studio, this is the John Smith Show. Well, apparently uh, the media, with the help of Hollywood, they're trying to destroy Mayor Giuliani. Not a shocker. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin, you know that guy. He's back in the uh, the news today. And apparently Zoom, showing his package on Zoom. Well, that was just the tip of the iceberg for Jeffrey Tubin. Just the tip. There's a Democratic mayor in Pennsylvania. He's predicting a massive Trump landslide. That's interesting. We'll talk about that. And apparently in 2020, it is totally okay to be a racist. Well, as long as, uh, you know, you're a leftist and the person you hate is Asian. Or the person that you hate is a conservative black woman. Apparently, it's okay to be racist. We'll talk about that. And finally, uh, well, no, the Pope is uh, now okay with gay civil unions. That's a big 180 for the Catholic Church coming out of the Kremlin over there. Or not the Kremlin. uh, Jeez. Anyway, uh, where's my head tonight? Uh, Anyway, uh, yeah, that's a big 180 coming out of the Catholic Church. And uh, Keith Oberman, we'll talk about him too. He's saying that Trump should be uh, facing the death penalty. That's kind of a uh, a pretty big uh, step to take, I think, in politics. Anyway, we'll have those stories and more in my commentary. And if uh, you want to participate, the number is 602-475-2000 if you want to call in. Or you can simply use the live chat, whichever you prefer. It uh, doesn't make a difference to me, but if you want to sound off... Use either one. Uh, But before we get started with the news, I do want to share my sponsor. This half hour is brought to you by Gray Feather Farm. Uh, This comes from Tracy here in Arizona. She says, I love Gray Feather Farm. She recently hurt her knee. Uh, She tore the meniscus in her knee. And the Emily's cream, she says, is fantastic. It's got a mild numbing effect and reduces inflammation and therefore the pain. Uh, She also ordered the facial serum, which I haven't used yet, by the way, but uh, that's on my next order. Uh, She got the facial serum and cream, and they are awesome for moisturizing and anti-aging. You know, the wrinkling thing that we all go through, especially here in Arizona. Uh, But when she placed her order, Jen sent her some free samples as well. Uh, Everything that she received, she absolutely loved. That was Tracy in Arizona, and I got a vouch for her, Uh, my wife and I. We use the uh, the Gray Feather Farm, um, all natural skincare products, and they're fantastic. Let's get to the show. So uh, let's get to, get to some news here. Rudy Giuliani. This comes out of the Peacock News, uh, NBC. Rudy Giuliani caught in compromising position in the new Borat film. You see, they knew. They knew Giuliani. In fact, uh, you know, uh, Biden, he asked for Mayor Giuliani to be blackballed by the press. That that was about a year ago. They knew Giuliani was going to be, you know, kind of a thorn in their side. 
And Hollywood, the Borat via the uh, Borat film, tried to set Giuliani up, actually. And uh, let's see. It says the uh, the prank is one of the notable moments in the Sasha Baron or Baron, whatever his name is, Cohen sequel, which is due out Friday. I hate to tell you, nobody's going to see it. I mean, a few people will, but uh, nobody's really going to the movies right now. I don't know if this is going to be released uh, in the movie theaters or if it's going to be, you know, maybe straight to DVD. I don't know. Uh, But Rudy Giuliani, President Donald Trump's personal lawyer, fell for an embarrassing Sasha Baron Cohen prank in the soon-to-be-released movie sequel to Borat. In the film, a copy of which was obtained by NBC News, Giuliani and a young woman posing as a reporter who was part of Cohen's sting can be seen going into a hotel bedroom for drinks. At the woman's... Notice how they said bedroom. Uh, Aren't most hotel rooms... Don't most of them have beds in them? But see how they like... You know, they try to make it even sleazier by saying a hotel bedroom for drinks uh, uh, at the woman's invitation after completing what Giuliani, the former mayor of New York city, apparently believed to be a real interview about the coronavirus pandemic and Trump's response to it. Okay. So this woman is pretending to be a reporter. She wants to talk to the mayor about the pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic. Right. So far, not much of a prank because Giuliani, that's something it's kind of big news. She's pretending to be a, a reporter. So, so far, not so much of a prank. The innocent, uh, the incident occurred as Giuliani, who's 76, was trying to remove his microphone with the help of the actress, which had been used as part of the movie's interview with him. The film, which is being released Friday on Amazon Prime Video, there you go, not in a movie theater, it's going right to right to Prime, uh, shows Giuliani reclining on a bed and then putting his hand down his pants and moving it around for what appears to be a few seconds. Hmm, was he tucking his shirt in? Maybe. But not apparently the way NBC is putting it. Uh, while the actress playing Borat's teenage daughter, Maria uh, Bakalova, 24, she's 24 years old. He's wise enough to know that this person is older. He thinks he's going in for an interview. And anyway, uh, NBC News obtained an advanced copy of the film. Ooh. Uh, which is titled Borat Subsequent Movie Film Delivery on uh, Prodigious Prodigious Bribe to American Regime for Make Benefit Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. That's the name of this stupid movie. Wow. Uh, Giuliani and the woman recorded to be uh, by what seemed to be hidden cameras are eventually interrupted by Cohen, who bursts into the bedroom in his Borat persona, shouting, she's 15, she's too old for you. Giuliani quickly sits up and appears startled by the presence of Cohen, who uh, wears a pink outfit that resembles lingerie. 
Giuliani asked him, uh, why are you dressed like this? Cohen, as Borat responds, she's my daughter. Please take me instead. So this is a pretty lousy prank. It's not funny. Giuliani does absolutely nothing wrong. He thinks he's being interviewed by, he probably assumes, a 20-something-year-old person from the press. I don't want you, Giuliani replies. He then makes his way uh, out of the hotel suite. Giuliani, who is in the context of the film, had no reason to believe the fictional interviewer was underage, uh, did not immediately respond to text messages requesting comment. Hmm. So that's how they're trying to go after Giuliani. And, and trust me, folks, they're going to be going after every Republican this way. They're going to try to get them set up. So hopefully this was uh, a warning to all of the conservative pundits out there. Don't fall for anything like this because they're trying to set you up. While I take a sip of that delicious coffee. Well, I guess Giuliani, he came out and um, he talked about it. Uh, He claims that he was the victim. Of course he was. He was set up by some Hollywood stooges. He said, everybody in Hollywood hates me. Well, they do, and that's accurate. Uh, Maybe not Kirstie Alley. I'm sure there's a handful out there that like him. But he's right. He's right to assume that because it's very true. Now, listen to how Yahoo Entertainment reports this. The very first sentence of this article Yahoo writes, the latest October surprise erupted on Wednesday and came courtesy of an unexpected source, Borat provocateur and prankster, Sasha Baron Cohen. Latest October surprise? They haven't reported, Yahoo hasn't reported once about Hunter Biden actually being with underage girls for real taking really nasty photographs. And we'll get into this in a little bit if I get to it tonight. But Hunter Biden was getting pictures taken while smoking crack with a 14-year-old girl in very compromising positions. And guess who that 14-year-old girl was? It was a relative of Hunter Biden. So Yahoo Entertainment sees this setup by... Sasha Barone, Bar, whatever his name is, Baron Cohen, as an October surprise, while they completely ignore the real October surprise. This movie will go nowhere if you're extremely bored and there's absolutely nothing else to watch. I can see people tuning in for some cheap laughs, but it means nothing. They didn't get Giuliani. In fact, he called the police on them. Because he thought this whole thing was a setup. He thought he was being set up by some uh, transvestite or something. He didn't know what was going on. Now, remember, Giuliani's in his 70s. In his 70s. And they're, they're pranking him like this? He's 76 years old. And the left thinks this is funny. The, le- the left will try to do anything they can to bring down Giuliani. There's so much news coming out about Hunter Biden 
and pops, you know, the old man that, uh, yeah, it's devastating news and, uh, the left news, the, they can't stop it. They can't stop it. It's pouring out. They're trying, they put a bandaid on a, on a gusher. It's not, they're not going to be able to stop it. Joe Biden is done. I'm telling you. How about this? Uh, Jeffrey Tubin, he's back in, in the news, man, this guy, he's, he is a sleazeball. Not only was he, you know, uh, revealing his package on a zoom call, which he said was an accident, but apparently he cheated on his wife. He offered to pay for, uh, his baby mama's abortion. She kept the kid. He visited swingers clubs with Roger Stone and has a hardcore fixation. Yeah. No wonder the dude's pulling things out in the middle of a Zoom call. The guy's a creep. I'm pretty sure uh, his career is over. Jeffrey Tubin's apparent career-killing decision to masturbate during a work Zoom meeting is far from the first time his obsession with sex has got him into trouble. The married CNN pundit was also the subject of a high-profile paternity suit, and the mother of his child dumped him because of his numerous affairs. How about that? <laughs> Can the guy be a bigger creep? Tubin, who's 60, has been uh, suspended by the New Yorker after masturbating during a video conference held last week to discuss the magazine's election coverage. He says uh, he thought his camera was off. Somehow that makes it more normal. He has not appeared on CNN where he is a legal analyst since the weekend and uh, frequent tw uh, tweeters Twitter account has gone silent. Tubin has been married to his Harvard classmate Amy McIntosh for 34 years. Notice she didn't take his name. Eh, she's probably a hardcore liberal too. I guess they don't do that. Uh, that's that shows their independence. Uh, they have two daughters, but they didn't. That didn't stop them from having a decade-long uh, on-off affair with 13 years younger fellow lawyer Casey Greenfield. Greenfield got pregnant in 2008, and her lover immediately questioned whether he was the parent. Of course, because this guy's a just a slime ball. Uh, balking at taking a paternity test. Naturally, he didn't want to do that either. When he uh, when she refused his money for an abortion, because, man, he just gets classier, uh, he made a counteroffer to swap pregnancies. If she agreed to terminate her pregnancy, he would pay for her to have a child with a sperm donor. Can this guy be more of a scumbag? Uh, but Greenfield, who was 35 at the time, she decided to go ahead and have the baby boy, whom she called Rory. Uh, on the day she gave birth, she emailed Tubin, inviting him to uh, meet his son. Well, he didn't reply, naturally. Uh, Greenfield then sued her lover for child support, according to the New York Times. The case dragged through the courts uh, for two years, with Tubin contesting many aspects of his ex's case. <clears throat> Eventually, he took a DNA test that proved he was the father and uh, Greenfield, the daughter of Tubin's former CNN colleague Jeff Greenfield, won full custody of the boy and given all decision-making rights on his upbringing.
Jeff and Casey saw each uh, each other off, and over the years, uh, one source told the New York Daily News at the time, she was married to someone else for two years. After her divorce, she started seeing Jeff again. He said he was going to leave his wife for her. They always do. That's always the promise. But guess what, ladies? He never will. Uh, But by then, Casey had begun to distrust him. She suspected he had several other mistresses. I wonder how many other kids are out there floating around with his DNA. Another source told the Daily News when Casey wouldn't have an abortion, Jeff told her uh, she was going to regret it and that she uh, shouldn't expect any help from him. Wow, what a dirtbag. Where do these people come from? And then they get on new. They get on the news and they act all uh, high and mighty, and they're always putting Trump down. Like Trump is so much worse than they are. Unbelievable. Uh, Tubin was also described as a sexual predator. A woman, uh, the Daily News described as a well-known media figure, claimed he had uh, approached her at a party many years earlier. He came up behind me and whispered in my ear. She told the paper. The publication refused to say exactly what he had allegedly said, claiming it was unfit for a family newspaper. I couldn't believe my ears. It was that disgusting. At the time, I never knew uh, people did that, the media figure said. Uh, Though the newspaper did not reveal what he was after, the now-defunct website Gawker had no such qualms. Quote, he had a bit of what could be deemed as an anal fixation. It reported when the woman turned him down, she described how he allegedly followed her to the hotel room. He tried to invite himself in. He said, you know what? You know, you want it. I said, "Uh, no, actually I don't. He really uh, chased me for a while. He called me at the office and left several sick messages. She said, Tubin, uh, who was once described as the Tiger Woods of legal journalism, admitted visiting Velvet, a swingers club in Miami, with political fixer Roger Stone in a 2008 New Yorker, New Yorker article. A flat screen television on the wall plays porn videos, and many clubgoers disappear into locker rooms and emerge wearing towels, he wrote. From there, some of them go into a lounge, a jacuzzi room, or uh one of about a half a dozen private rooms to have sex with their dates or their new acquaintances. Tubin did not reveal whether he actually hooked up in the velvet. He said Stone uh, took him there because it was a place where a prostitute had told him of a date with a former New York governor, Elliot Spitzer, which uh, Stone later revealed forcing Spitzer from office. Uh, but it is his latest embarrassing brush with infamy that threatens to end Tubin's lengthy career. The New Yorker, where he worked for 25 years, has suspended him while he carries out an investigation. Now, notice NBC's not covering this. This isn't the big October surprise. The big October surprise is some stupid stunt, some low-budget Borat film that puts Giuliani in a hotel bedroom to quote the article because he thought he was doing an interview about the coronavirus with an of-age reporter that's the october surprise for nbc news this story about this creep tubin they never mentioned it 
The meeting broke off briefly, but Tubin's camera kept rolling. Well, you know the rest of the story. So this Tubin guy, they have been hiding all of this stuff. The dude is a total creep. Cheats on his wife. Gets his girlfriend pregnant. Pays, offers her money to get the baby aborted. She says no. He says, well, look. I'll even do this. If you get the abortion, then I'll pay to have a sperm donor impregnate you. Meanwhile, he's running around trying to have some nasty sexual relations with a woman who clearly wanted nothing to do with it, and he's going to swinger parties. Now, that's not important. Let's not talk about this. Let's not talk about Jeffrey Tubin. Let's talk about... Giuliani go into a hotel room with a reporter to talk about the coronavirus. That's their big October surprise. NBC's not also not talking about uh, the crack addicted Hunter Biden either. I think that just might be the October surprise, NBC. I think that's a little bit bigger than the Rudy Giuliani setup story. Well, there's a Democratic mayor in Pennsylvania. He's ticked off at Biden because Biden is so far left, and he's predicting that President uh, Trump wins in a landslide. During an interview with The War Room, Democratic Mayor of Carbondale, Pennsylvania, Justin Taylor, unloaded on former Vice President Joe Biden as he predicted that Mayor, uh, that President Donald Trump will win in a landslide in November. I think he's exactly right. I think it is going to be a massive landslide, and I'm excited to watch it, to be honest with you. Uh, The mayor explained that there will be a huge victory in huge numbers for President Trump as he explained how the Democratic Party has strayed too far left. I see a huge turnout, a huge victory, huge numbers for Trump, and I honestly see uh, that across the Commonwealth and across the nation, uh, Taylor uh, said, as he noted how more and more Democrats feel abandoned by their party. They never talk about that in the news. Remember the polls that they're doing are bogus polls. What they're trying to do with the polls, and I talk about this all the time, and it's just important to reiterate because I want to prove how how right I am when this happens. But they're putting these polls out saying that Biden is so far ahead because when they do call it for Trump, and they will call it for Trump, and they may call it a lot sooner than people think, But when they call it for Trump, the people are going to go crazy. They're going to lose their minds on the left, that is, even more than they did four years ago. And they're going to go out to the streets and they're going to riot. They're going to create chaos because in their minds, they already believe that Biden's won because the polls basically say that. It's not to discourage Trump voters. That's never going to happen. So don't listen to the the Republicans that are saying that, the pundits. That's not why they're putting the polls out. It's not to discourage Trump voters. It's to encourage rioting when Trump is called the president again. 
Uh, so there you go. So, uh, yeah. So you get this Democratic mayor predicting a landslide for Trump. That's pretty, uh, pretty good uh, news for me, I think. I'm pretty excited about it. Well, apparently, it is totally okay in 2020 to be racist as long as, as long as the uh, person that's being the racist is a leftist and the victim of the racism is Asian. Anti-Trump agitator yells to, uh, to film him because someone's got a camera and they're filming this guy on the streets. Uh, he asks to be filmed as he calls an Asian Trump supporter a dumb effing chink repeatedly. That's a lot of language to use. And I didn't want to play the audio because I would have to, I would really have to edit it with a lot of F-bombs in it. But it's pretty sad. Uh, you can you can search it on Twitter, I'm sure. You can search it on the web. You'll find the video. But this young kid with the mask below his chin, right, these, these mask Nazis, he takes his mask down and he just yells at this poor girl who's got a, a, an American flag draped over her shoulders. She's Asian. And he just dumps on her and calls her a dumb effing chink over and over again. Why is that okay? And then he just puts his mask on and walks away. Like he, like he proved his point. And see, that's really what it boils down to. These people can't win in the arena of ideas. They can't think themselves out of a wet paper bag. So they go to, you know, racial slurs and screaming and hollering, and then they just walk away because they haven't been trained to think. They haven't been allowed to think. They've been inundated with leftist Marxist thoughts and beliefs and ideologies, and when someone questions that, rather than trying to have a normal conversation about it, they go on the full-board attack because that's, that's the only thing they can do. They cannot win the argument. Now, there's another story of a little bit of racism going on. And again, it's okay to be racist as long as you're a, you know, a little white leftist. And your victim in this case is a black conservative woman. Congressional candidate uh, Rayla Campbell. Well, she was assaulted by two white women yelling racial slurs at her. Uh, she ended up in the hospital. Let's see, let's get to the story here, uh, somewhere here. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. Uh, this is why I don't go to these Trump rallies. Uh, they attract the worst people on both sides. We'll get to the uh, uh, Pepitos in the car in a minute, but the man filming, uh, filming it all, also a huge embarrassment. He is the exact kind of guy I choose not to associate with, an uneducated, poorly spoken boob who misrepresents uh, actual conservative values with verbal diarrhea and spews out of his mouth. If you're going to film it, then film it. You don't need to be an active participant and throw fuel on the fire. With that said, the life of Rayla Campbell is a roller coaster. I spoke to her today, and she's agreed to come on uh, the YouTube show with me today for a live show at 9 p.m. to explain what happened. 
Uh, it began with San Juan Sammy choosing to open her door and get out of the car to confront Rayla as opposed, uh, as opposed to driving away. She took an aggressive, aggressive posture and committed a crime by hitting Rayla's bullhorn, which is an extension of Rayla's arm at that point, uh, on top of being her property. A lot of pictures on here. Uh, then a Bronx snail, I don't know what that means, uh, trail emerged from a passenger side to have her back. They took a temporary break from the confrontation uh, to commence the ceremonial barking of a lot uh, posterior drumline. Man, I should have maybe gone through this article. Uh, and because it is currently mating season in New Bedford, she advertised to men who are predisposed. Okay, this is like not in control. I guess she shakes her booty. I guess that's the fancy way of saying that this woman, you know, kind of was twerking to the camera. After that, uh, San Juan Sammy, I don't know who that is, got back in Rayla's face and pushed her. So these two women are kind of going at it with this black woman. Next thing you know, a Bronx snail, whatever this is, blows. Okay. Anyway, I should have had a better article. This is, is out of control. But the, the black woman ended up in the hospital. Uh, she's, she was hurt pretty bad. And then uh, the two ladies posed and, you know, gave the peace sign to the camera and everything. And uh, so clearly, if you're a black conservative woman, it's okay to beat that person up. It is okay in 2020. That's how the liberal mind works. Well, listen, it's 830. I want to uh, talk about a sponsor and uh, it's Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags and, uh, this next half hour is brought to you by Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags. I'll let him tell you all about them. Hello, friends. This is Ranger Rob, and I'd like to talk to you about dog poop. That's right, dog poop. I invented Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, a very large bag with handles. My bags support large and small dogs and smell like lemon. They are strong and affordable. You can find Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags at Amazon. They come in sheets or in rolls and come with a dispenser. Once you try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, you'll never want to go back. So come join us. Go to Amazon and try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags today. All right, this is Say What You Will Radio, the YouTube channel. You're listening to The John Smith Show. If you want to be a caller at 602-475-2000, you may be listening on Good Talk Radio, our friends over at Good Talk Radio. They're amazing. The show broadcasts every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Check out hardyware.com if you need a logo or some T-shirts made. Hardyware, they're the best in the business. Hardyware.com. Also, if you live in Arizona and you need your CCW permit, I highly recommend FastConceptsLLC.com. Check them out. Go to their website. You can set up for a tactical training class. You can set up for a CCW permit class. Anything you really need in the uh, world of firearms, check out FastConceptsLLC.com. Well, we got more news for you as we cruise through the next half hour. Well, apparently, apparently, Pope Francis 
now endorses same-sex civil unions. This will be out in a new documentary. That's a pretty big 180 uh, for the Vatican. I'm not sure how other practicing, and I say practicing, Catholics feel about that because I know there's Catholics like Joe Biden out there, but I'm talking about practicing Catholics. You know, the ones that actually go to church. I wonder how they feel about this 180 from the Vatican. I'm just curious. Uh, We have to create a civil union law, the Pope says. That way they are legally covered. Pope Francis reportedly gave his approval for same-sex civil unions in a documentary released Wednesday, the first time he has done so as Pope. During an interview uh, for the feature-length documentary Francesco, which premiered uh, at the Rome Film Festival Wednesday, the Pope departed from his predecessors and Vatican doctrine to call uh, for same-sex union laws for those who identify as homosexual. Quote, homosexuals have a right to be part of a family. They're children of God and have a right to a family. Nobody should be thrown out or be made miserable because of it, Pope Francis reportedly said. In the film, according to CNA, the comments uh, were made during a discussion on Francis's view on pastoral care for those who identify as LGBT. What about the Q? You left that part out. Uh, what we have uh, to create is a civil union law. That way uh, they are legally covered, the Pope reportedly said. I stood up for that. The film Francisco is a documentary exploring the life and ministry of Pope Francis. According to CNA, it chronicles the approach of, uh, of Pope Francis to pressing social issues and to pastoral ministry among those who live in the words of the pontiff on ex- existential peripheries. Well, you know, I got to say this. I do consider myself a a person of faith, a Christian. And uh, it appears that the world is making its way into the church, the Catholic church. I mean, it already did in other denominations. There's no doubt about that. Uh, The Presbyterians, for sure. Uh, But here we've got the world now working its way into the Catholic Church more than, uh, you know, it has in the past. And it seems as if the Catholic Church is having less of an impact on the world. It seems to be the other way around. So I don't know if the Pope spends any time reading the Bible, but he might want to refresh himself. Maybe do a little maybe a Bible study with some of his friends or something like that. I don't know. But uh, I don't think this is a very good thing for the Catholic Church. In fact, I think it could be something that uh, is going to cause a lot of people to walk away from the church. We'll see what happens. Now, Keith Oberman, you know, this guy, this guy who was too much of a nut, he he is so far left, MSNBC had to kick him off their channel. That's how left this crazy dude is. Well, he came out, I guess, and said that Trump should face the death penalty for each coronavirus death. Hmm. 
On Tuesday, during an unhinged rant about President Trump and his response to the coronavirus, Oberman said that the president should be given the death penalty for each count of the 220,000 Americans who have died from the virus. I wonder if he feels the same way about Biden and the H1N1 virus. I wonder. Well, then he would have to hold Obama account as well in account for that. wonder if he feels the same way. In addition to calling for Trump to receive 220,000 death penalties, Oberman also called the president a mentally incompetent, inhuman, dumb bastard. Sorry for my friends over at Good Talk Radio there. I'm simply reading the news. Maybe I'll go back and I'll bleep that one out. Uh, This is an Oberman's first foray into crazed commentary and calls for legal action against conservatives. Nearly two weeks ago, Oberman said that Trump supporters were maggots who should all be prosecuted. Trump can, uh, can be and must be expunged, Oberman said. The hate he has triggered uh, the Pandora's box he's opened. They will now be easily destroyed. This guy's a nut. Man. Unbelievable. You know, if you just kick back and you watch either MSNBC or CNN, or you get your news from, you know, one of these online news sources, you're really missing out just exactly how crazy the left has become. Now, that that mayor in Pennsylvania, he knows it. He's paying attention. He's a Democrat mayor. He's paying attention. He knows how off the rails the left has gone, including Biden himself, and that's why he's predicting this massive landslide. And I'm starting to think this guy knows what he's talking about. The left has gone completely unhinged. Well, let's get into this. Uh, There's a report that explicit photos of a minor, I talked about this earlier, photos of a minor in Hunter Biden's laptop were of a relative, and he was in some of the photos with her. Yeah. Is that unbelievable? Trying to get rid of that won't go away. Approximately one-third of the explicit photos of minors in Hunter Biden's laptop were of the same 14-year-old girl who happens to be one of his relatives, according to a shocking new report. Uh, Not only were there inappropriate photos of the child on her own, but Hunter Biden was in some of them with her. A source close to the matter, though, who claims to have seen the images on Hunter's laptop, told Revolver that about one-third of the images are the same underage girl. Some of the images are topless, while in others she is shown in suggestive, suggestive positions with Hunter himself. The Gateway Pundit spoke to another source who said the same thing. Hmm. That's not good. Giuliani announced during an appearance on Newsmax on TV uh, Tuesday evening that he had handed the hard drive over to the Delaware State Police over the images of minors. He also, see, he's able to tell the difference between a minor and a 24-year-old woman. That big nothing story that's out there. Borat and the Hollywood Stooges. He can tell the difference between a minor and a 24-year-old woman. Uh, He also shared a text message exchange between Hunter and uh, what he believes to be his father. This is the text message, quote, 
She told me my therap she told my therapist that I was sexually inappropriate with name redacted. When she says that I FaceTime naked with her, and the reason I can't have her out uh, to see me is because I'll walk around naked smoking crack and talking to girls on FaceTime. Hunter says in the exchange, quote, when uh, she was pressed, she said that name redacted, the 14-year-old girl, never said anything like that, but the bottom line is that I created and caused a very unsafe environment for kids. You think so, Hunter? Do you think? What a sick dude. What a sick guy. Him and Tubin, two peas in a pod. Uh, Giuliani said that Biden, according uh, according text, according to text sent to his sister-in-law, that's who he sent that text to his sister-in-law, on numerous occasions FaceTime, uh, FaceTimed a 14-year-old girl while naked and on crack cocaine. Giuliani also shared one of the text messages backing up his claim. Wow. The FBI has reportedly had uh, the contents of the hard drive since 2019, but hasn't done anything with it. Now, remember, when Trump went through his impeachment trial earlier this year, in January, the FBI had this laptop that they know is Hunter Biden's. And they said nothing about it. I don't think the FBI knew that the owner of the laptop store actually made copies of that hard drive. So we got some people that are trying to, you know, kick this under the rug, hoping it never comes out. And they let President Trump be impeached by crazy Nancy and Adam Schiff and the crew while they were holding on to this piece of evidence that proves that Trump did nothing, that it was actually the Biden crime family up there in the Ukraine meddling around, taking millions and millions of dollars, having people fired. Talk about quid pro quo, uh, prid quo, however you say that, quid pro quo. Talk about that, huh? FBI investigation into Hunter Biden's laptop has been ongoing since December. Former Fox News uh, reporter Adam Housley has learned from the FBI sources that an investigation has been ongoing since December of last year. How about that? Here's the full context of the tweets. Uh, multiple FBI sources, the FBI investigating into the laptop has been ongoing since December of 2019. There's a lot going on behind the scenes, a lot. There is a massive amount of information from multiple agents. They knew right away it wasn't a Russian operation. It went right to the top of the FBI because a Biden name was attached. That's normal with any well-known name. The question that needs asking why wasn't any information about Russia and Ukraine shared with Congress? Well, that's how cover-ups work. When you're in the midst of a cover-up, you don't share any of that information with anybody. 
Note the real question that these agents uh, say we should be asking, why wasn't any information about Russia and Ukraine shared with Congress? That sounds like a great question for FBI Director Christopher Wray, especially since this investigation went all the way to the top. This thing is a, this is a massive can of worms. This is just, it's going to boil over. Like I said yesterday, grab your popcorn, kick back, and and just watch this this crazy movie happen. It's it's just getting crazier and crazier. Uh, we do uh, know there's reports that Rudy Giuliani, uh, Rudy Giuliani turned over the alleged Hunter Biden laptop to authorities in Delaware. Kind of talked about that a little bit. Uh, but Rudy Giuliani's efforts to tarnish Joe Biden's presidential campaign continued in Delaware like how they say that. That's the USA Today. You like that little twist? You know, Rudy Giuliani, he's just trying to tarnish Joe Biden's presidential campaign. Uh, no, he's actually trying to bring about justice. You idiot. I don't know who wrote this. Uh, that's Carl Baker, Delaware News Journal. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do a little investigation on Carl Baker. Guarantee you. He's a hardcore left-winger. He probably has donated thousands of dollars to the Biden campaign. Uh, Anyway, so he's uh, trying to tarnish Joe Biden's presidential campaign. Uh, Well, that continued in Delaware when he visited a police station Monday to share files from what he said was Hunter Biden's laptop. Well, no one's denying it. Biden himself hasn't denied it. Hunter Biden hasn't denied it. So who are you kidding here, buddy? They got a hard drive or a laptop or something to that effect. They try to turn it in over to Newcastle County PD. Newcastle County PD calls us, said Matt Marshall, a spokesman for Delaware Attorney General Kathy Jennings. Jennings' office uh, gave the device to the FBI, which reportedly is investigating the veracity of claims about the origin of the laptop and how its contents were shared with Giuliani's team. Marshall. See, that's what they're concerned about. They're not concerned about all the videos of the, the naked 14-year-old with a crack-smoking Hunter Biden in the picture. They're not worried about that. They're not worried about all the emails that were on there that put, you know, uh, his dad, Joe Biden, in pictures and uh, in emails with people that are high up in that gas company over there in the Ukraine. Yeah, they're not worried about any of that. None of that matters. What they're worried about is how, uh, gee, how, how did uh, this laptop get in the hands of Rudy Giuliani? That, we got to investigate that. As we've seen in multiple reports, the FBI is looking into whether these claims are credible, he said. In light of their investigation, we're referring it over to them now. Mm. A uh, spokesperson for the FBI's Baltimore office, which oversees Delaware, declined to confirm or deny any such investigation. On October 14th, Delaware computer repairman John Paul Mac Isaac claimed that in April 2019, a man who identified himself as Hunter Biden brought a liquid-damaged MacBook Pro to a small repair shop. We know the rest of the story. So there you go. 
They're not interested in what's on the laptop. They just want to know how the laptop got to Giuliani. We need to investigate that. Because what's on the laptop, well, that's, you know, that's uh, irrelevant. Let's not worry about that. You know, this whole uh, Russian thing, you know, they're, they're trying to say that it was a dis- disinformation campaign. And, and actually, we had uh, one of the senators yesterday saying that Giuliani is actually a Russian asset. I actually have that uh, sound quote still or that. Uh, let me play that for you. Um, and well, you know, they have not, you know, put a lot of meat on those bones to try to protect sources and methods. I can confirm that their campaign of misinformation and propaganda and interference is bigger, it's broader, um, and it's more problematic than it was in 2016. Uh, in particular, because the Russians this time around have decided to cultivate U.S. citizens as oh. assets. They are attempting to try to spread their propaganda in the mainstream media rather than just relying on he has no proof of that at all Facebook posts as they largely were four years ago uh and they've been successful uh you know rudy giuliani is effectively a russian asset at this point oh my word rudy giuliani is effectively a russian asset well mike pompeo he came out and uh kind of shot that down secretary of state mike pompeo on wednesday expressed support for Director of National Intelligence uh, John Rit- uh, Rat- Ratcliffe's assessment that the slew of damning reports on Hunter Biden is not part of an ongoing disinformation campaign orchestrated by the Russian government. Hmm. Interesting. Over the course of the week, the New York Post and Breitbart News published a series of stories. We know all that stuff. We know all that. The corporate media and leading Democrats, including House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff, have claimed without evidence that the explosive revelations come from the Kremlin. However, a federal law enforcement official told Breitbart News that the Department of Justice and FBI concur with Ratcliffe that Hunter Biden's emails are not part of a Russian disinformation campaign. On Tuesday evening, Biden claimed there is no basis behind allegations that Hunter Biden profited from foreign business partners by selling access to his father while he was vice president under the Obama administration. Oh, there's a lot of basis, Joe. There's a lot of basis. There's 26,000 emails out there, buddy. The Democrat White House uh, nominee told Milwaukee ABC affiliate WISN 12 News, This is the same garbage, Rudy Giuliani. Remember, now about a year ago, about a year ago, Joe Biden himself told the press to blacklist Rudy Giuliani. Don't let him on television. Why would you want to blacklist someone that you're not afraid of? Why would you want to shut somebody up that has nothing against you? That's an interesting question. Maybe somebody ought to ask Uh, Joe Biden, that question. Boy, I'd love to see Trump ask him that question in the next debate. Uh, By the way, they are trying to force the moderator out. Yeah, because she's a hardcore leftist. How about we get somebody fair? Uh, This is the same garbage Rudy Giuliani, Trump's henchman. 
It's the last-ditch effort in this desperate campaign to smear me and my family. No, your family's doing that all on their own, Joe. Uh, even the man who served with him on that committee, the former nominee for the Re- Republican Party, said there's no basis to this. Well, who's that, Joe? You can't remember his name? And, you know, and all, uh, and I can't even read Joe. He, it's hard to read him because when he talks, he makes no sense. So his conversation doesn't flow. And all and the vast majority of the intelligence people have come out and said there's no basis at all. Well, that's the corrupt FBI you're referring to, Joe. The corrupt FBI that's been working for you and Biden, or you and Obama, for the last eight years, yeah, those people are still over there, and they're still trying to protect you. So let's not talk about, you know, the vast majority of the intelligence people. Because, well, they're starting to get sniffed out for the phonies they are. Earlier Tuesday, President Donald Trump urged Attorney General William Barr to act fast on the allegations of major corruption connected to Hunter Biden. He said, we've got to get the Attorney General to act. He's got to act, and he's got to act fast. He's got to appoint somebody. This is a major corruption And this has to be known about before the election, the president told Fox and Friends. And he's right. This is a real story. And Barr has got to get off his backside and get people looking into this immediately. Because the people of America deserve to know the truth about what's going on. And there is evidence galore. So let's get to the evidence. Let's sift through this. Let's hire somebody. Let's get somebody on this immediately. I agree. Curious to to know what you think about it. Moving on. Troy Aikman. I got about four and a half minutes left. Troy Aikman. You know, him and that uh, other guy announcing that football game, they were kind of making fun of the flyover. They were talking kind of, you know, bad about the military a little bit. Well, Troy Aikman explains what he really meant when he was caught uh, on a hot mic joking, quote-unquote, about NFL military flyover. Uh, Iconic NFL star Troy Aikman addresses the public outrage over a hot mic moment caught on video where he appeared to disparage a military flyover before the start of an NFL game on Sunday. Aikman tweeted that he had a great respect for the military but found the flyover odd given that so few in the stadium uh, were there to appreciate it because of the coronavirus attendance restrictions. Is that what it was, Joe? Is that really what it was? I mean, it sounds like a pretty good cover-up, and it did take you, what what day is today? Wednesday? This happened on Sunday, so it took you Monday, Tuesday, three days to come up with your excuse. I don't think uh, Joe Buck has said anything yet. That's the other clown that he was talking to quote, I love a flyover, but it was odd to see one over a mostly empty stadium, but I am uh, an unwavering Patriot that loves this country. 
has always respected our flag, supported the men and the women in the armed forces, as well as those in uniform who serve and protect, and for anyone to suggest otherwise doesn't know me, my beliefs, or what I have stood for my entire life, Aikman tweeted. See how they just tweet? You know, they used to come out and stand before the press. Now they can just, you know, sit down and they can tweet their apology, and it's all supposed to go away. Yeah, I don't think that's going to just go away there, uh, Troy. The controversial audio documented an interaction between Aikman and fellow game announcer Joe Buck before uh, the match between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. This is what they said. Quote, there's a lot of jet uh, jet fuel just uh, to do a little flyover, Aikman is heard saying on the recording. That's your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work, responded Buck. That stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden ticket. I'll tell you that right now, partner, Aikman replied. Oh, really? Hmm. Many people on social media excoriated the pair uh, for the comments. They took to disparaging the military or of the military, while others took it to mean that Aikman was expressing support for the Biden presidential campaign. A little bit of both there, I would say. Still others who dislike all military flyovers at sports games agreed with the sentiment in the video. Buck has not commented, uh, commented on the controversy since the video was published. Hmm. Where are you at, Buck? It's unfortunate. I mean, the NFL. I'm a, I was a huge NFL fan. I really love the game of football. My son is a huge football fan. It really bums me out that football has become so political. You know, uh, football used to be a respite for life. You used to be able to just, you know, you would work all week long. You would deal with everything that you had to deal with on, on Saturday around the house. And then for three hours a day, you could unplug from life, from the stresses of life, and you could turn a football game on and just watch your favorite team play. That's what the NFL used to be. And on top of that, it was extremely entertaining and a whole lot of fun. But unfortunately, the NFL, Roger Goodell has allowed the NFL just to become a political nightmare. Uh, But uh, anyway, this has been the John Smith Show. I appreciate everybody that tunes in. And uh, I want to thank everybody for watching. Until tomorrow night, God bless and take care.